guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from Book Talk. And today, of course, I'm joined by my special hosts, Hilda. Hey, guys. And Bridget. Hi. And of course, I'm Caitlin. I realize I never introduced myself halfway through these things. Um, Wait, but do people know your name? I don't know. I think I've only said it once. <laughs> I always intro you guys. And I'm like, I'm Caitlin. Hi. I'm, I'm the now that I think about it, I don't think I've heard you say your name. No, I'm setting you guys up for success here. <laughs> I'm the mystery voice. <laughs> but I'm Caitlin. Always here. Bridget and Hilda. We're a trio of hosts recapping TikTok's favorite books. Um, so for today, I'm actually going to take us through um, a book recap. And we are talking about the Dark Olympus series um, book one in that series called Neon Gods by Katie Robert. Now, I read it quickly. Bridget read it. You read it a little while ago, right? Probably two weeks ago, maybe. Oh, okay. And then two, Hilda just finished. <laughs> I feel like we had different levels of love for this. <laughs> I thought it was really great. Uh, super fun. I would say fun, not great, but a fun read. Um it it had the it served this purpose like you needed something quick, a little funny, really sec- like smutty, and uh-huh. then you just move on with your life. There's no obsessing, dwelling. I mean, I'm sure some people are obsessing over him. No book, book hangover. No book hangover. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Like, it was a nice. This book. is what I assume normal book reading is supposed to be like. The healthy relationship theory. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. exactly what I think this is, but unknown because I haven't had one up until this point. Look at us having a healthy relationship with dark gods. Now, before we kick off into our official recap, we're going to take you through a quick high level what this book is about. Um, so this book is about – it's a – I would say modern, modern retelling of the Greek myth of Hades and Persephone. I keep wanting to say Zeus. So catch me if I say it wrong, say the wrong guy. Um, so Hades and Persephone. Now in the traditional Greek mythology, um, Persephone is tricked to going to the underworld to live with Hades for, I think it's like three months out of the year. Um, and that is the symbolism for winter. So when she goes down to the underworld, Persephone's this bright, sunshiny god, girl. I'm not sure what her deity status is. Um, and that's the symbolism of, of winter is where the, the Greek mythology comes from. So it's winter when she's in underworld and then it's spring and summer and fall when she's back on the earth side. Um, so in this book, oh, go ahead, Bridget. I was going to say, I'm glad you went over that because obviously I was not paying attention in school at all. Well, I did have to do a quick – I'm like, I remember, but I had to do a quick Google. I was like, I know that there's retelling, so I know they're lovers, but did not remember any of that stuff. Yeah. So Persephone wasn't super into it at first. She was tricked. Um, this one you'll see. She went willing. Um, but in this story, it covers um, a lot of the same gods um, that you hear in traditional Greek telling. And, and so this is the story of, again, Hades – and Persephone. I feel like that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, and how they end up together. That's and how they end up together. So before we get in to our official recap, um, this is always our spoiler warning. If you haven't read this book and you really wanted to, 
don't listen to this one. We have a bunch of other episodes you could always chime into and listen. Um, but we will be talking about um, this series and potentially maybe spoilers into book two, but not too much because we haven't covered that one yet, obviously. But just, you know, ye be warned. She said that because I tend to drop spoilers, apparently. No, I'm just pre-warning. <laughs> what, if your ears should hear something. It's two separate, like, storylines. So book right. two is not a continuation of the Persephone and Hades story. So right. unless they you're- cameos. They're, yeah. they're there. There's cameos. I'll try not to ruin them. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're confusing situations, I feel like we should be good in the spoiler zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently she has another series where she writes about a Hades and it's apparently connected somehow. So oh. we'll talk about that because we're going to need to flesh it all out. We're going to have to figure that out. Uh, all right. So we're going to get into our recap. And before we get into the story plot line, I, well, this is part of the plot line, but I just wanted to set the stage so we know the characters we're talking about and the different titles they have because it, it's an interesting take on some of the god titles. So in this book, you have Olympus, which is the main city of all the gods, and it's ruled by the 13. So these are the 13 main gods. Now, only three of them are legacy titles, meaning they're godship (laughs) passes down to um, their sons or daughters. Um, And the three legacy titles are Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon. Um, And those three are your big rulers of the 13. And then you have sort of, I guess we'll say the lesser gods, but equally important um, on the 13. So that's where you'll have your Dionysus, you'll have Hermes, you'll have Demeter. I think there's a couple other that Aphrodite, Aphrodite, Apollo, Ares... I think those are the big ones that are mentioned. I actually don't know if we got a full list of the 13. Book two has a full list. Yeah. Okay. So those are the main gods that you'll hear us talk about in this this storyline. Um, and so at this point when we are meet, we have met, um, Zeus is around. He's a single Zeus. He does not have a Hera. Um, and he's on the hunt. Now, oh, yeah, Hera is one of the positions on as of the 13, by the way. Right. So if you are not a legacy role, you are voted in to one of the other god roles, and you basically drop your old identity. So if your name was Caitlyn and you become elected Demeter, you are no longer Caitlyn, you are Demeter, the goddess mm-hmm. of Earth. The only other position which is not elected but married into is the Hera position. Correct. Which is Zeus's wife wives, whatever, you know, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, So that's the stage, the leadership there. Um, Now at this point, we believe that the Hades role has died out. They did not have an heir before uh, the last Hades died. And so we come to the story with the 13 statues and sort of a black shroud over Hades because he's, he's not here. He's gone. Nobody talks about him. It's almost—it's basically taboo. Like mm-hmm. they know the position had existed. They don't talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. Like, but of course, our main character's like, "Ooh, dark and mysterious. Why am I drawn to you?" Aha! Uh-huh. And so they all live in Olympus. This is where the main story takes place. And then you have, of course, the River Styx, which takes you down to the underworld, and um. The city area where Hades, Hades's people live. Do they call it the underworld? 
I actually was struggling to remind her what – it's like the lower city, it's right? It's the lower city. Lower city. Yeah. I think she might have referenced it as the underworld ones, but yeah. she never – I don't think it's formally called that. To me, it was, this is maybe a crazy comparison, but I, it was like Olympus is New York City. Then you've That's got the Brooklyn Bridge over to Brooklyn. Yep. Brooklyn is the underworld or the lower city. That was what my like <laughs> visual map was in my comparison. head. Yep. Glad we're alive. All right. So the story starts off with um, a party, as any great story does, and we meet Persephone. Persephone is the daughter of Demeter, and she's with her sister, Psyche, and she has a couple sisters. Oh, gosh. Now I forgot their names. It's Callisto? Call- Callisto and – I can never pronounce the E. Oh, uh, Eurydice. Eurydice? Eurydice. Eurydice. I'm glad you guys are all saying this for me because I would just bite your all. I saw Hades Town the musical not too long ago, which also sort of tr- – there was a Persephone. There was a Eurydice. Uh, and so these names are coming familiar. Previous to Hades Town, you know, my Greek knowledge was the Disney movie Hercules. So Yep. All right, so they're at a party with her sisters. Persephone's at a party with her sisters. Um, it's a big swanky party. It's in honor of Zeus. Zeus in this book is sort of described as like a – I don't know. I got very ro- roid ragey. Like he's he rules the city and he's sort of untouchable because no one can really – the 13, of course, can you know enforce him, but he's got a dark streak, a mean streak, and three of his heroes have died under mysterious circumstances. He kind of reminded me of Billy Zane's character from Titanic. Huh. Okay. The arrogant. Definitely arrogant. Rich yeah. dude. Very rich. Super manipulative. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good um, comparison, actually. I picture more like hulked out. I mean, a little yeah, bit. I, he was definitely older, though, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Billy Zane wasn't, but very egotistical. Vibe. Everywhere mm-hmm. you look at their the tower that they live in, it mm-hmm. references back to his power and his control over the city. So he, I know he is a god, but he truly acts and walks like a god. Like, yep. so I didn't get the sense that they were gods. Like, I know that they're named after the gods, but I thought she said a couple of times that, like, they're human. So it's more like Olympus hmm. was supposed to be, like, a secret place separate from the human world. Because it they is. don't really have special powers. No. Well, that's you why know, I'm I didn't saying, like, I don't know how this. much of a god they are, but this guy truly acts like he is the shit and he is a god. Like, he's not going to go that direction. Yes. Uh, so... We're at a party for Zeus, um, and Olympus is very, very um, networky and scheming and behind their backs. And so it's one of those parties where – It's very political. Very political. Um, And everyone's always scheming. They're trying to arrange marriages to secure future relationships, sort of like any good ball in any, you know, like medieval series books. Um, There's always a lot of political maneuvering, and that's the same in Olympus. Um, So we meet Persephone's mom, Demeter. And she brings her over to the party and she's like, hey, I have a surprise for you. And so Persephone's like, oh, great, because Persephone's just waiting it out. She's got a trust fund for her coming through in three months and she wants to get the heck out of Olympus. The negativity, the backstabbing, these people, not her vibe. She wants to get out. Yeah. So Demeter's like queen social climber, um, very manipulative and calculating. 
She was um, elected into her position most, like, she's the most recent elect versus the other 13 members. So she had a lot of ladder climbing to do. But her mm-hmm. daughters, they play the game, but they're very well separated from the 13 yeah. and their kids and their cousins and all that stuff. Right. So they try to, be to a maintain. a child of the 13 means you automatically have the public spotlight in your eye. Um Again, but less so. The other 13's children don't really talk to them. Um, They think they're kind of stuck up and snobby, so there's not a whole lot of friendship there. However, the paparazzis love them. Yes, because they are so dark and mysterious. Um, Mysterious. I don't know if they're dark. (laughs) Oh, true. Well, well, yeah. Okay. Well, they do have dark hair. Yeah. I mean, well, I know some of them do. I think Psyche does. Psyche does. Psyche and Callisto? Persephone's like blonde. Like yeah, Persephone is blonde. Yes, yeah, so Persephone is described as this beautiful, sunshiny, smiley gal, and so Demeter, who's trying to, you know, always telling her daughters, "We have to ladder up. We have to climb the network. We're trying to secure marriages to secure our family," and she takes him over to Zeus, and at this moment in time, surprises her and the entire party with an engagement announcement. Zeus will be marrying Persephone, and Persephone finds out as they are saying the words coming out of their mouth. So the whole party is in shock and immediately starts celebrating. This is great. Meanwhile, Persephone is dying inside because she knows, she knows, but she doesn't know, you know, uh, that the other three Harris have died mostly because of Zeus. So she's furious that she feels like her mother just set her up to die. Like I am the fourth in line in this man's wives, clearly doesn't care about them. How could my mother do this to me is full on having an internal panic attack. Why the paparazzi's there? They're snapping pictures. Everyone's cheersing champagne. Zeus and she's looks- putting on a good show, but I think people could tell. Oh yes, you know it's like that smile where you're not really smiling with your eyes. You're like, uh. <laughs> just um, keep on going. Just keep on swimming. Uh, so keep Psyche <laughs> realizes that something is off with um, Persephone, and they go out to a garden and take a little break. And this is where. Persephone really starts to have the breakdown because she couldn't really show her emotions in front of this big party um, and let, you know, this conniving world know what she's really thinking and freaking out about. Also, she doesn't want Zeus to find out and, like, he'll kill her early early for disrespecting him. So she's freaking out. She's starting to have a panic attack. And she um, convinces Psyche, you know, just run upstairs. Can you grab my purse? I need something in there. That's when Persephone's like, I'm out of here. And she just starts to go on a walk to clear her head. And why she is out on this walk where no one knows where she is. She just left the party, left Zeus. She realizes she's being followed. Not a good look for a gal in the city, any city. Um, so why she is, you know, coming to terms with the fact that there's two men chasing her. She realizes that they are guiding her to the bridge by the river Styx. Now remember, that is where Hades lives, where, well, they don't know he lives there. But that is to the lower city, and to cross that bridge is an extremely painful experience unless you are invited. So this is not looking good. She feels like she's being cornered into a box. She's got these two goons chasing her. She's running through the city. I'm not sure at what point, but she lost her shoes, presumably to run faster. Yeah, or maybe she was just walking so long she took them off. But also, it was apparently freezing cold that night, and she didn't have a coat or anything. She was just in this fancy dress from what she was wearing in the party she has no cell phone no wallet homegirl just like in a panic took off Booked it. so i feel you girl but also you're being herded to 
as Caitlin had called it, the underworld. <laughs> even though <laughs> the we know underworld. it's not that. <laughs> yes. So she is freaking out even more so now because she knows Zeus is going to be mad at her. Her mom is going to be mad at her for running away from this party and embarrassing them. She's furious at her family. She cannot go back to Zeus. She knows this fate is not for her. So she continues running and she decides, I'm booking it across this bridge. Painful or not, I'm making it across. These guys cannot get me because if they get me, that's it. It's over. I'm done. Like either way, she's going to be dragged back to Zeus. She's going to be forced to get married or she's going to die. And well, yep. you know, she forced to get married, then she would have died. So it was just a time limit on her life. So she decides to book it across this bridge and it's extremely painful. Every step is getting slower and more painful. Um, and she notices the two guys are sort of not really chasing her across the bridge. And through the mist and the haze, I don't know why I really picture this bridge as like a, a dark cobblestony bridge with like a fog. Me too. Me too. Ah, and there's just like a figure there. Um, at the end. And so she sees this figure at the end on the other side of the bridge and she is just dying to get there. I think she even calls out for help a couple times because by now her feet are bloodied. They're mangled. She's in so much pain because of like the, the crushing pressure. I think they described it as transitioning through the bridge. And she calls out. This figure does not move, but eventually she gets close enough where he's able to scoop her up and scoop her away. And this is where we find out who has scooped her away while none other than Mr. Hades himself. But we don't even know he's Hades at this point. She's just like, get me out of here. And he takes her. Please take me away. Take me away from those men. I feel safe with you. I don't even know if she necessarily feels safe. I would have been like, okay, one of the lesser evils. And currently you're not the person chasing me. So I'm going to go with you. Right. I feel safer in my situation of unsafeness. You were the safest choice. (laughs) So we're just going to continue to refer to him as Hades at this point. So Hades scoops her up. She is pretty much going to hypothermic shock right now because she is so cold or she's on the verge of it. Her feet are mangled and bloodied because, again, she was running through glass, I feel like, was something she just I think it was like crossing onto the bridge. She'd like stepped over some sharp stones or something. Something like that. I I remember stones. You're right. You're right. You know. Uh, So she's got these bloody mangled feet and she's kind of just in shock where the last 45 minutes of her life has has taken her. So she went from being happy girl waiting to get out of here, waiting for this trust fund money to being engaged to the most powerful man and potentially the most deadly man in Olympus and being chased by his goons across the city. And now she is somewhere else. While we're in Mr. Hades' house, um, we meet two other interesting characters. (laughs) Oh, I loved this duo. I thought that they were hilarious. So Hades brings a mangled, frozen uh, Persephone, I believe, into like a kitchen or a dining room at some point. Yeah. Um, They like cross through all of these tunnels to get into his house. um, So she wouldn't be able to know like which way to go to get out. And they end up in the kitchen because he was looking for a first aid kit for her feet. Oh, yeah. That's right. Arrive on scene. He has two intruders in his home. Right. None other than Hermes, the god – I don't know what she's – the god – the messenger god. Yeah. And Dionysus, the god of a good time, basically. Oh, so that's how you say that correctly. Okay. <laughs> how were you saying it? I wasn't. Oh. I was just like, D, move on. <laughs> this is the classic Bridget. Am I was I like, saying this right? Move. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Keyboard smash. Keep going. <laughs> Um, so we meet Dionysus, who's already three sheets to the wind, of course. He's the god of drinking and a good time and a good party. Partying, and yeah. he is 
dug into, helped himself to Haiti's personal stock of great wine. And Hermes, um, the messenger god, who I feel like has got like Loki vibes. She's like a little mysterious. She just kind of pops up and appears places. What's interesting about that is, A, no one was supposed to know that Hades really exists. And B, how did they get here? So they've clearly known for many years enough to cultivate a friendship with this guy that he exists and he can invite them to come over anytime. Because remember, it's super painful to cross over unless you have an invite from Hades. It took me a hot second to realize that they were part of the 13 because they were so friendly with him. I was like, I thought nobody knew he was alive. It feels... At least at the beginning of the book, it feels like a slightly one-sided relationship. Definitely. It's more like they integrated themselves into his life and didn't Mm -hmm. give him much of a choice, especially with Hermes. So also, they make, or Katie Robert made Hermes a woman, Mm -hmm. when I think traditionally Hermes is a dude. Mm -hmm. I kind of liked that, especially because she's like mischievous and... They call her like the spy master and she like breaks into places. Um, and she's a person of color. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that. So the, this author does uh, describes all her characters by their their color, basically. They're white or black. Yep. Or brown. Well, I think in the first book, I think she said like brown or something. But then in the second book, because she's a reoccurring character, she had called her black. And I was like, Okay. Now I know who you are, um, but also you can get a little better with descriptions, but whatever. I agree completely. So we meet this unlikely duo again. Forced friendship. Hades is like, great, you two. And they're like, Hades, what up, bro? And they're like he eating less- his food, drinking his dr- like liquor. Uh-huh. He's and he's like, less than thrilled to find them, them because who does he have with him? Oh, Zeus's bride. And it reminds all- me of lot of oh, like when rise sorry did not mean to just talk over you but reese rise whenever like he showed up and like um the inner circle was like going through his stash of wine he's like here you are again going through all my crap also we said reese rise come on it's we reese. know better it's reese yeah. i mean i'm gonna just say it like that to respect everyone else's decision if they say it the other way aka me okay <laughs> just you it's wrong but okay <laughs> Potato, potato, uh, potato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> That's true. Hades is less than thrilled to find these two in his kitchen again because he has Zeus's duly stolen bride. And so, at this point, it's worth noting that I don't think Zeus know- knows, right? Well, no, not, well, not Zeus. Does Hades know she's the bride? No, he doesn't. I don't okay. think he knows yet, but he knows someone. I think maybe she mentioned it, or maybe it was he the, the next know. day. I think he Hermes tells him. Is. Right. He's like, yeah, you got, like, Zeus's fiance, But he recognizes her as Persephone, like, the lady. Demeter's daughter. Demeter's daughter. From the paparazzi. There's a very, very uh, well-known paparazzi It's like circle. news. Yeah. It's like Inus and their coverage with the Kardashians. Like, it's always the Kardashians. Ah, yeah. It's actually a good comparison. It's always the Kardashians. Always. Mm. Uh, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, Hermes lets him know that he's got Zeus's new bride, which is interesting to note because this paints them in a very particular situation. So, obviously, we know Hermes and Dionysus know Hades exists. 
the rest of Olympus does not. Um, and that's because of a treaty. So the world knows that the last Hades died out, but that last Hades was actually this Hades's parents. Um, and we find out a little later, murdered by none other than our favorite murdering, I don't know if I say favorite, but the murdering man we have all come to know, Zeus. Should be no shocker since three wives have gone missing. He, because of the blood, the blood, oh Jesus, I can't talk right now, the bad blood um, between Hades and Zeus, um, a treaty has been enacted to prevent an all-out war, which means Zeus cannot cross over to the lower city and Hades cannot cross over to the um, Olympus without provoking war. Um, so now this paints Hades in a, again, particular situation because he's got Zeus's stolen bride in his house. So how are they going to fix this? So Hermes points this all out. Hades is basically like, all right, get the heck out of here. Like she's freezing. She's got bloody feet. I'm going to take her upstairs. Now, as we're taking, he's, she's taken upstairs. I got very like Bruce Wayne vibes as this house, this manor is described because it's, dark. He sort of has like this broodiness to him. He's mysterious. You can tell like he's muscular and well-trained. And then he also has what I call his own version of Alfred, um, Andreas, his old advisor. Yep. You can see this 100%. Yep. So it's Bruce Wayne vibes. Very dark Just house. like add on like a really like lumberjack beard. beard, right? Right. It yeah, wasn't. I was picturing lumberjack versus like nice clean trim. I think he should go clean trim, but whatever. Yes, he does have a beard. Hilda's He's like bearded. Mm. I kind of in my head, I agree with the Batman comparison, but I kind of pictured him a little bit like Daddy Nikdos. Huh. Isn't Daddy Nikdos like auburn blonde? Wait, what color hair is he? Dark? I thought he was dark. Another dark, like long haired, dark, mysterious man, but no beard. I guess like Daddy Nikdos with a beard. Yeah. You know, I start typing in Daddy NY and then Nick goes pops up. Thank Does you. Does it really? Ooh. Yep. I love that predictive search for you. <laughs> um, he definitely has like a reddish tone to his hair. Was not picturing him, but okay. So I will we picture have him. Bruce Wayne Hades <laughs> um, takes her up to his room, um, gives Persephone very respectful, gives her the room. She's sort of putting two and two together where she is, what she has officially done, locks herself in the bedroom, goes to sleep. So the next day they got to face facts. Okay. Now it has come out. Zeus's bride. Now I think Zeus is trying to control the narrative here. So they know Persephone is gone, but they do not know at this point where she is. So they know yeah. she's been missing. Well, his goons told him. No, Zeus knows, but he's trying to push the narrative okay. to the public that his bride has gone missing. And if you see her to let us know, so we can right. retrieve her. Because, um, because Demeter, her danger. mom has no clue where she is. She's scouring the city. Her sisters are in a panic. No one knows where she is. The gossip sites are running crazy because where did she disappear to? At this point, Persephone realizes, all right, I have, my option is to go back to Zeus a life that I don't want, and I literally risked life and limb to get here. Or we stay with Hades and try to stick it to Zeus. Because at this point, she's like, I'm not going back there. Was she? I thought it was. I think at one point she was like, I'm going to stick it out with him until I can get my inheritance to book it to 
she outside is. of Olympus. She is. is. So she's going to stick it out with Hades for three months until her trust fund kicks in and depart Olympus, just like she had always planned, but doing it in the safety of Hades' town. But she knows that her sisters are endangered. Her family's endangered from the anger of Zeus. Um, but she also kind of doesn't really care. And she wants to just be like a big F you, buddy. I do not want to marry you. I think you're a garbage human. And to prevent him from coming after to get me, we have to make me tarnished goods. So this is where she sets up a sexy little deal for herself where she's like – I will say, before this, right, she immediately saw him. She was like, oh, this is Hades? Like, you were the dark, mysterious dude and you turned out to be fine. And she even admits it to herself like, this is not a bad situation. Even though she's still panicking like, should I be here? Am I safe here? So she locks up all her like – doors she locks the bathroom door instead of sleeping in the bed she sleeps in the tub and that's where he finds her and they have like a like a very good banter back and forth very good banter she's pushing him she's like the ray of sunshine and he's mr grumpy and she just keeps poke 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 (laughs) poking all those holes uh so if you're wondering what kind of sexy deal this is she's saying Basically, make me look like I ran into your arms away from Zeus. This will piss him off. This will tarnish his relationship. And Notorious – and she's trying to make sure that Zeus does not want her back. So she says, Zeus is notorious for not wanting what he considers tarnished goods. So tarnish me. Like, ooh. Tarnish me all you want. Persephone. What a deal. Of course a deal. Was not expecting her to be all so, you know. So forthright and forthright. Like, I just met you. She does take after her mother with her political maneuverings. She definitely struck a good deal there. Learn from her mom. A deal any woman would want after reading about it. (laughs) I just love that she's like, I didn't even know you existed like six hours ago, but let's get into a sex deal together for the next three months. Cool? Cool. She's like, I can give you what you want. You can give me what I want. And then we all go in our merry way. That sounds like a good enough deal to me. And she lives. Boom. Yeah. She lives to tell the tale and gets her freedom out of it as well. Zeus says, okay. Or Zeus. Hades says, no problem. We can do this deal, but we have to do it on my terms, my way, and live up to the world and life that my people know me for. She's like, okay, cool. And he's like, I don't know if he really goes into detail, but he alludes to like this sex club and there's a lot of public sex. He's and a kinky so- fucker. <laughs> She's not yeah. wrong. She's, She's very not wrong. So the people in the upper part of the city know that know of Hades, know him for these elaborate parties that he throws in his, I, I think, can we call it a den? Is it called a den? Like His red has, room of pain? His Yeah, it was very Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> he has room. this room where it's kind of set up where there's a little bit of a stage in the center and there's as lounges around where people will come and watch live events, and then partake in their own, you know, pleasure-tracing dreams, whatever it may be. So people come for a good time, and that's why they keep his secret of him being alive, because they want to be invited back to their sex club dungeons, whatever. Sex VIP room. The boom boom room is basically <laughs> what it is. The boom boom <laughs> uh, So... And this is part of their plan. Like there is a deeper purpose for this where they're like, those high members of people are going to see me taking you in the boom boom room and they're going to go reporting back to Zeus. (laughs) So they're going to know that this is 
that you're mine now. You're so, untouchable. Unless be- Zeus breaks the treaty and comes across in which – you know, all hell will break loose. And because Persephone is so particular with her ways and with her mother being who she is, she's crafted this image for the public where she is a ray of sunshine and she's a goody two shoes and she mm-hmm. follows the rules. So imagine Miss Ray of Sunshine, goody two shoes, who you assume is all innocent in the boom, boom room. Getting bent getting over the it, boom, boom room. Getting it all different ways. And those same people are going to report back to Zeus. Yep. I- I just want to point out that definitely adding boom, boom, room to our episode summary, <laughs> figure Great. out a way to in- integrate it. You do such a good job with them, Hilda. I have, I have full They're faith. so funny. <laughs> boom, boom, room full is faith. great. Uh, so they hash this plan and this is where I think it takes us for the next month now. So Hades takes Persephone around the city. Um, he gives her a phone so she's able to contact her sisters and – you know, they're shocked to learn that not only is Hades a real person, um, but he's not a monster, which they're kind of been told to. I think they like thought he had horns at one point, right? The image yeah. of him and the lower city was like garbage. Right. Like which a it's terrible, not. disgusting – I mean, is it as shiny as New York City? No. It's Brooklyn. It's good. It's perfectly fine. It seems even better, it seems. Right. So it doesn't It gave have- me very like um, Night Court vibes. Dolores, like right. when so she walked out, she was like, ooh, what is this? Very protected, very homey feeling. She doesn't feel hounded by the paparazzi. She doesn't feel um, this pressure to put on an image of this sunshiny person when she's really just just not that. Um, so Hades takes her to go get some clothes. We meet the seamstress Juliet. I always love when there's like a sassy woman that's going to like yell at the man to do so. I don't know why I really enjoy mm-hmm. that. She's like, you sit over there, Hades, just bossing him around. Um, that was a terrible impression, <laughs> Juliet. But she was a charming lady, and I enjoyed her. Um, and so they get her hooked up with all her new sexy wardrobe that to be seen in these parties and some just normal clothes as well. And then Hi- Hades takes her on a tour of the city. Now, half this tour she has to be carried because her feet are so bloodied and bandaged up. Um, but she gets to see a beautiful garden. She gets to see a couple other sites during their time there. Um, but what comes clear to her in this time is that he is beloved by his people. Um, and he really has a – what's the face for? What's that, what's that noise? Can you hear it? Dang it. It's a frog. It? <laughs> it's a frog. <laughs> Okay, I kind of just we got to a quick segue into like these freaking frogs because there is a frog serenade of like six frogs, I feel like, <laughs> every freaking night from like 10 until like five. And it's just you constantly like, rah, 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 and they're just going all night. Like that used to happen in my parents' old house when I was like younger. It was just a melody, and you're just like, shut the fuck up. They don't, I, say I don't know where they, bud, why, sir? No. <laughs> They do not. <laughs> they do not. Um, they just croak all damn night. And it's like one of those things you go out there and they stop. Because I'm like, where are you? I got a rock and a shovel and no one's going to miss you, frog. I'm pretty sure they're, they're tree frogs. I think so. Are but where the, are they living during the day? Are those the, the Puerto Rican, the coqui? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen one in real life. But huh. I'm sorry. You're gonna. Have, I guess it's frog time. It's frog o'clock. That's so. hilarious. I was like, can I mute and explain to you guys what you may be hearing? 
Oh, I may great. have to go take this call in my closet. We'll see. <laughs> Bridget, we need not- to leave this in. Frog serenade. <laughs> Frog serenade. <laughs> Frogs and haunt my dreams. Like, I could not sleep with them the other night. Shannon couldn't sleep through them. It's like. Wait, have you not heard them until like recently? No, they just like popped out of nowhere. And I remember last year we had this and it was like frog o'clock for like a week and then it was gone. And we had a couple days of silence and we're like, great, they moved on to another house. I mean, it could be the El Cookie that you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I think that's it. One of them was in the pool the other day and we got rid of him. Adios. So I'm assuming it's not this fella. No, he's too cute. That's like the traditional tree frog you see. Uh, He was like a brown. They're so fucking loud. Oh my god! <laughs> well, we used to have a lot of bullfrogs. I think they make similar noises. It was annoying. Oh, I went like on a hunt. So and the, I'm like, where do you live during the day? I don't my dad, my dad had a frog issue and like would sit outside with like his vodka and a pole net, like waiting to hear them <laughs> in the dark, and that would take them because if we lived on a street, so we'd like find it and flip it over the hedge into the street. I always imagine like someone just out at night, walking a dog, and a frog just comes <laughs> flying at them. <laughs> I do not live on the water. I do not live by a street. So I don't know why they have chosen my habitat as their habitat. Go on. But I will not because we are talking about, talking about Hades here. Um, yes. So that's what that croaking was. <laughs> so uh, back to Hades and Persephone's, you know, jaunt around the city. Um, so she's realizing a couple truths. Hey, the people seem to love him. They care for him. He cares for his people. He knows everyone's name. Um, and the city's well kept. Like, you know, they always thought the lower city was this disgusting dungeon, you know, like bums everywhere. The alleys smell like pee. No, it's a lovely place. <laughs> They've got <laughs> carvings of old um, uh, columns that, you know, the way they described it sounded very old Greek mythology. They um, have a winter <laughs> market. Mm -hmm. real nice um so it's during this time is when Hades like look if we're gonna make this happen we gotta make it happen and you gotta get more comfortable with me and i'm gonna take you to the red room of pain the boom boom room so that's where they go in there and he shows her around there's a throne it's dark there's sofas um i don't know to me i kind of got like strip club vibes from there like well apparently it's like the layout and the way it is it's supposed to look exactly like the room that zeus is has his parties in in olympus just dark and like more sex vibes like it's i'm assuming red there's black there might be some like gold somewhere like definitely strip club but like high and high end strip club yeah. Strip club could, yes, nice strip club. Eleven <laughs> strip club, not booby trap, right? Um, and there's a stage. Solid gold, more like solid gold, <laughs> not really tootsies. <laughs> um, so, um, there are we know a lot of strip clubs apparently here. Um, but they have. So he takes her down there, and he's like, "For us to make it look real, I'm gonna warm you up." And this I thought was a pretty spicy scene. It's just them two. He and was he, like, basically like, you need to know what you're getting yourself into. And this uh-huh. is your chance to like back out. And who knew Persephone was all like, oh, I all can right, get bring into it this. She was definitely like, um, maybe I can do this. I think I really want to do this. And so she was like, show me what you got. Right. Wasn't she at some she point like, quit. show me what you can do. And he was like, you're not ready for that. Right. Like, they had Ooh. to pick a safe word. 
I at that point I thought it was going to get more Fifty Shades of Grey. This was more like a yes sir, no sir, like take off your clothes, like more ordery, not like whips, chains, and handcuffs. And I think because of the safe word, which I, I know you have to even with whatever you do, I was expecting it to be spicier when it came to like all the different kinks versus like this was like intro to kinks, like. Kinks 101 was this book. Like, hello, welcome to class. This is Kinks 101, where you will learn what it means to be commanded and take orders and X, Y, and Z and potentially be on public display. Hilda's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, okay. So, you know, it was like a little put your toes and a little like test out the waters type situation for the book. I guess exhibitionism is a kink. Yes. Is this was more focused on as is voyeurism? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. If it's not, go ahead and correct. This. No, I think we're it is. I'm gonna, we're gonna no, say I mean, it like, is. to the people, to the audience. Like, oh yes, you tell us. Uh, I enjoyed that their safe word was um, pomegranate. pomegranate. Yes, which is a tie that, back to the original. Yes, the original Greek mythology. She eats pomegranate and something with the seeds. Yeah, I she didn't. eats the seeds. That's why she needs to come back. Correct. Like every three months. Yes. <clears throat> From now on, uh, they go down to the – they have their little private sexcapade. And then later that night, at some point in time later, I'm not quite sure on the schematics there. Um, they're like, all right, we are going to go down. I sent a party. I really actually think it is like the next day or like that night. They full guest list all of the upper city, all of Olympus's best are coming for this party because now it has leaked that – Persephone has gone running into the arms of Hades. So now they're like, we want to see Hades because Hades' persona, why he's beloved by his city, they know the true Hades. Olympus knows dark, evil Hades. And so he's playing into that with this role when he has these parties. And he likes it a little bit, of course. But it is a role that he plays and a persona he puts on. So everyone is coming to see this dark, nasty Zeus take poor sweet Persephone because he's an evil monster. Um, but little do they know, Persephone enjoys it. Um, so while they do not have their big public sex display as their original plan went, they do have a smaller shadowy, can't quite see what's happening, yeah. very Akatar book two on the throne scene. Amped up level. Yes. Well- they weren't supposed to be the main event because they weren't on the main stage, um, but they definitely put on a show. Correct. So they were more – there was an activity. Someone was the main show, and that was meant to take the pressure off Persephone from having to perform, Perform really. Mm-hmm. Um, and But there was not an eye in that place that was watching the other show. They were all watching Persephone and Hades get it on. Yeah. I mean, Homegirl was feeling it, having the eyes on her, but not like – fully exposed and being naughty in a public place. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. I remember you I saying that, like we had talked about the Thrones from um, Akatar, like two books before, like whatever we were reading. And I was like, when I was reading this, I was like, yep, text to Caitlin. This has to go on her lineup. This, this happened. Um, and so at this point we meet a couple other characters. We meet Eros, who is the daughter, oh, I'm sorry, son, son. of Aphrodite. Um, and he's kind of known as Aphrodite's assassin. So he kind of slithers up and makes an intro and is like, oh, nice to see you here, Hades and Persephone. Hermes, of course, the girl who's just always sneaking in everywhere, is there. 
I think Dionysus is there, drunk, of course. Um, but what's interesting about Hermes, and we don't have to go too far into deep it, but there's they kind of use her to send messages back and forth. So she's the messenger god. So she can just sort of disappear, and then her voice just transforms, and she will sound like Zeus delivering a message. So <clears throat> there's a little bit of that going back and forth where I think Demeter is threatening um, Zeus, let my daughter go. Hades. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, no, did Demeter threaten him too? Or Zeus also threatens her, threatens Hades. Then yeah. Demeter threatens to cut off the food supply to the Which lower city. Which she follows through with. And she follows through with that because she is the god of nature and controls the food supply for Olympus. So this is a pretty big threat. But something that Hades, of course, because he's a, a good leader and prepared from his Alfred, <laughs> Andres, taught him um, to be prepared for anything that Zeus and the other 13 can throw at him. So they have a food supply. So they're not really hard up right now. It's a little bit of a struggle, not a major struggle. Um, and then I think a threat again that comes to Persephone from Zeus. Hilda, maybe you remember this well, part. She, How does that intro? She is concerned that he's going to use her sisters against her. So she's just as concerned about her sisters as she is about herself. Right. So at this point, after they have their little party, they're carrying on with life in the lower city. And then I somehow her sister ends up in the lower city, right? Isn't she being chased? That's a little bit later, though, because you have all this time with, like, Persephone and Hades. Um, they're really spending, like, one-on-one second time together for, like, 30 to 40% of the book. Yeah. And I'm not going to go through each time. They're falling in love, essentially. And it's yeah. very much, like, I think she doesn't, re- like, want to manipulate him and say, I'm in love with you or something like that. And he also, can we also talk about Hades as a character? He's very, like, particular did anyone else get that vibe where he was kind of like a little too OCD? Like oh, I, I definitely I, noticed he had some tendencies and it wasn't just his control from being like in his kink that he really likes to play, but he was starting to give her the reins. Like she would push the buttons and then she really wanted it. She would say like she'd play into it as well. So they're just moving on with their lives. There's something big that happened that everyone's looking up right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My friend just started watching Downton Abbey. Oh, love and, Downton Abbey. And Sybil just died. Oh. So she's like freaking out. It's okay. My friend just started reading um, the ZA series and they're on book five. Oh, yeah. Is it five? Oh. And you know what happens to Lance. So she's freaking out. Oh. And then she's like, why did he do that? And I'm like. Just keep reading, just keep reading. Remember that I told you it breaks your heart. Enjoy my little song. <laughs> There's always a tie back to ZA. <laughs> Not even talking about it. Here it is. So yes, over the course of this one-on-one time, they start to form a relationship and they start to sort of realize, I actually have feelings for this person. I actually really like them. Of course, Hades is like, I'm not the right man for her. Or, I don't deserve her. Or, a lot of that language. And um, she's like, oh, I can't believe he actually, like, he really does care for me. Like, this is so unnatural. I'm supposed to leave in three months. How does that affect this plan? 
So there's a lot of back and forth inner dialogue with that. I think at one point she finds out that like his king, his like, I was going to call it his kingdom, his lower city is being threatened by the mother to be cut off for food. So now she's starting to get concerned for his people because she's growing, not falling, not only falling in love with him, but falling in love with his little city and his team that he has there. So I think she's starting to feel a little bit of the guilt. Like she doesn't want anything else bad to happen. And so what happens next? We meet uh, Eurydice. Now Eurydice is the younger sister of Persephone and she's sort of the um, sheltered younger sister. And she is in love over the moon with um, – Is this like musician? Yeah. Orpheus? I'm trying to find out his name. Why can't I think of his name? It's definitely – yeah. I think Hilda's correct. I'm not going to repeat it. Was it was Orpheus. Orpheus. Yes. Orpheus is correct. Um, and so they're in love and the sisters are like, oh, okay, like, I don't think this is the right man for you, but you seem happy. We'll let her live in her jaded world. Um, so what happens is Orpheus stands her up one night, dumps her, goes out on the town while she is stood up at the restaurant or the bar where they're supposed to be at. Um, Zeus's goons start to go after her. So she realizes she's being chased much like Persephone, and she decides to hightail it. Do you hear them? Mm-hmm. I am Your telling a story chorus. here, frogs. <laughs> They're like, wait, I'm going to chime in on this one. <sighs> All right, someone take over. I'm going to relocate to the closet where I'm hopefully more sheltered. I mean, you could leave it. I think the listeners it's could fine. be fine. Yeah. Are you sure? All right. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so, Eurydice. Welcome to real life with Caitlin, Bridget, and Hilda. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, a cat. With a bell, you have frog-smoking tree frogs. Yeah, but at least you want Toby. I don't want these guys. <laughs> uh, so Eurydice, this is a trap set by Zeus. And these goons are chasing after her, um, presumably to kidnap her, harm her. I think they have a gun at one point. They start shooting at her. Um, and she is running it, hightailing it toward um, the lower bridge where she um, makes the crossover um, to the safety of Persephone and Hades, but not before, you know, Hades sees Persephone screaming at her sister, like, just keep going, just keep going. Cause they can't go and get her from the bridge. She has to cross over. Um, How do, do they, call, does she call them? I think she called her sister and told her like, I'm being chased. Towards and, the bridge and her sister's like, come, you're invited. Yes. But I think she was, um, so it's still painful to go through, just not as so crushingly painful. Um, and so she's being chased. She's being shot at. These guys are – I think one of them grabs her and yanks her back and um, Persephone is screaming and Zoo, uh, Hades runs over, violating the, tra- the treaty, did not stay on his side of the bridge and um, beats up these goons that Zeus has sent to chase and terrorize. Nearly to like death. Right. And only do Persephone screams, of course, saying to stop, prevent him. Later, she says, not because I didn't want you to beat the pulp out of them. I just didn't want you to feel bad when you killed them. Immediately, he was like, oh, my God, now she's seen the true monster that I am. She's never going to want to love me. She's never going to stay. Like, I can never ask her to stay because I'm such a horrible person. This man has, like, a very skewed view of who he is as a person. So. Oh, well, you know what? One of the things we didn't mention is that he's scarred. Because Zeus killed his parents in a fire, and Mm -hmm. he was also caught in the fire. So he became Hades, like, at age seven or something very young. Very young, young. yeah. And then his Alfred, right? What's his name? Andreas. Andreas. (laughs) Andreas 
kind of was helping rule the city, the lower part of the city, until he became of age to fully take over. Right. So at this point, he it's sort of checking two boxes for him. I got to defend my lover's my you know girlfriend's sister, protect her, keep my girlfriend happy. And also, I now have maybe some solid ammo, some solid reasoning to go take out Zeus. Like, I'm over it. And all of the meanwhile, Zeus has been threatening back and forth, bring back my bride. I know you have her. I'm going to steal her sisters, which is exactly what he tried to do. Um, and so this prompts both of our characters to take action. So this is where um, Hades is like, that's it. I'm going to grab my gun. Andreas, I know you've been telling me no. Um, and they are going to he's going to go sneak into the upper city. And so he tells his team to be prepared. He's got a whole security force, like prepare the city. I'm going to go take out Zeus. Then we have our girl Hades or Hermes summoned by Persephone because she's got a plan too. So they're both hatching separate plans. Not a good relationship where they're not already communicating their plans to each other, but it's fine. She is, um, she has her plan where she's going to go back, offer herself back to Zeus to save them from coming after her sisters. But then she also had some tricks up her sleeve where she was planning to, I think, take him out as well, right? Or was she just planning um, to just go back and be I his bride? She was going to go back and negotiate. But I don't think we learned what her plan is because she gets interrupted by her mother. Right. I thought she went willingly to her mother. She, she went like, to her mother. She did. To tell her what's been happening. And they have a lot of beef to work through. Because again, from Persephone's standpoint, like she sold her off to be Hera, to be murdered by this man. And this is where um, Demeter is like, okay, do you think so little of me that I did not have a plan for you? Like you- She was like, uh, you silly girl. She's like, like, yeah, you were going to be his Hera, but then Hera, and then I had support of some other guys to take him out. Like we're kind of sick of his bullshit. And this is how we were going to get in to do it. So she's like, oh. She's like, I was going to handle it. You didn't need to know all this info, but I would never left you high and dry to get murdered by Zeus, even though he is all powerful. Right. Um, So so. as even though Demeter is is conniving and scheming to get up in the political future, she also really loves and cares for her daughters. So she wants them to be happy and safe. And so at this point, they're having this conversation. Hades sneaks up into Zeus' office. And does one of the classic, like, pulls the gun out, like, hello, Zeus. Um, <laughs> well, I think, isn't Hades preparing at his home to mentally go across the bridge and handle his Zeus? When he gets out of his house, guess who rolls up? Hermes and right. her homeboy. What's his name again? Dionysus. You're right. That's yes. how he got there. So they take him back across the bridge. And apparently, if I remember correctly, this is all set up by Persephone's mom and she delivers the message and they hand her the gu- him the guns like you know what to do so that's how like, he enters the have, building you have our support you have enough of the 13 support to take him out this just gives us a good reason a good cover story to do it right so they literally were giving him the support set him up and so he was going there initially I don't know exactly was he going there to kill him initially before he was going to go I settle all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. I think he was. And then he just sort of had the confirmation of, okay, this is actually – I'm yeah. actually going to do this. remember Persephone left him that morning and left his her sister there. So she knows like her sister's going to be safe with Hades and she's going to go try to solve everyone's problem without taking Hades because 
now she loves him and he doesn't want to stop. She doesn't want him to suffer as well because he's been through too much with his parents and all this other bullshit. Yep. So they deliver him to the tower. He goes up. He finds him in the office. And Zeus is like basically an asshole. He's like, well, Zeus was banging somebody else. Oh, yes. Yes. And she was, he was worried. He was like, oh my God, I hope this isn't Persephone. Like, if he finds out, like, it would have been over, like, right there on the spot. Right. That's true. So he gets there. There's someone else he's banging. And then they go in. They have fights like, you killed my parents. Well, you stole my bride. All back and forth. A brawl ensues. Why they're fighting. Oh, he even else? said at one point, like, oh, well, he, I think he pulled a gun and hit Zeus was like, oh, you weren't going to be able to do it. Your dad wasn't able to do it either or something like oh, that. Yeah. Like, and it was really just words. riling him up. Yeah. Them's fighting words. And that gives – Karen of Hades the push to be like I, in my brain I pictured like one of those angry bear tackles like that's enough and you tackle them um, so during their fight we do get confirmation that Zeus did kill his parents it's a little unclear why parents were killed and a window breaks as they're fighting and as Zeus is getting wound up to throw a big punch Hades kind of ducks Zeus loses his balance falls out the window to his death splat at the tower splat <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, it takes Hades a minute. He's like, holy shit. Like, I didn't push him. So, like, technically, I guess I didn't kill him and fire the gun. Maybe I could get away with this. And then in comes Demeter two seconds after that and basically the cleanup crew. Well, Hades, I feel like his inner monologue was more like during the fight. He's like, I'm – if I kill him, I'm not better than him. And he loves Persephone. So he wants to be the better person here and try to grow because he wants to be worthy of her love, right? I might be making that up. Maybe I over romanticized no, their exactly situation. It. I like skimmed um, over that. <laughs> but, no, that's, that's, that's why his, when, when Zeus does die and it's not technically at his hand, but as a result of their fight, he's kind of like, oh shit. I don't even think it's oh shit. Like, oh, I killed Zeus. It was more like, oh God, now what's going to happen? Like, how is my life going to move forward? And he's still thinking that Persephone might leave. Wait, didn't she also leave him a note that she loves him? She did. She left him a note saying she loves him and she's sorry she didn't get to talk to him about this. And she's sorry to find out that, you know, he loves her or hear that she loves him in the note, but she's leaving her sister there to keep him safe. I'll be back when I can. Yeah. So they obviously had some like guilt towards each other and trying not to manipulate each other, even though they were just both in love with each other. If you just use your words, we wouldn't yeah. be in these situations. Yeah, so not the best mom shows, up, mom shows up with her with her cleaning, cleaning crew. crew and is like, I'm going to take care of this. You just go away. Go, Basically, go. Shoot. She's like, yeah, don't worry about this. We've been playing this whole thing, Han. Thanks for making it easier. He went out the window. Now we can make it she look like an accident. something about her pigs. Yeah, she's going to feed him to the pigs, right? Oh, yeah, or something like that. to the pigs. Right. Um, but she's Thanks. also <laughs> – it's funny because she, when she walks in through the doorway, like in my head, I imagined her putting on like her blue dishwashing gloves. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. You got it. And then she's like, and you owe me. Um, right. Because Persephone made a deal on his behalf that like, if her mom helps their situation, her not marrying Zeus, her getting to be with Hades, that her mom will have the the public will view it as an alliance 
that she's in pocket with Zeus, with Hades, which right. is a huge power move. When in realistically, the deal is that he has to come to like a certain amount of events throughout the year. I think it's in that ties back to the original um, mythology where she has to leave the underworld for four months out of the year, four times out of the year um, to come back and do public appearances and come to Sunday dinners. That was one of the things. She's like, I need him because she really wants to showcase this alliance. Like, look, the world forgot about Hades, but he's been there this whole time and we're welcoming him back. Like, and I'm Demeter. He's such a power player move because he's one of the, the legacy three titles. Legacy titles. And she's also in good words, I guess, with Poseidon. Poseidon? Yes. Poseidon? Uh, she's good friends, BFFs with Poseidon. And that's sort of where our story ends. So the two get back together. I believe they get married at the end of the book. Or it's implied that they are getting married. That's where our little love romance ends. And that concludes the very fun, I thought, book of Neon Gods, the first book. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun beach read. Spicy scenes are spicy. I think I'd give it like four stars feels a little generous. So I'll say like 3.75. See, I definitely just went four stars. It's a solid plot to keep you interested. You have enough smut where you feel like it's not just dry. Um mm-hmm. It literally started a story, ended a story, and boom. Was it the most amazing thing? No. Well, no, I but I, I like that it cleaned up nicely. No. And um, again, no book hangover. None whatsoever. Now, Hilda, you had a different experience. Eh, okay. So, you know what? The smut was on point. It was more than I would have imagined. It was really good. Obviously, the story is predictable. Very. Um, because we're all familiar with the mythology of it. Up until the point where Zeus decided to go to the tower, I was into it. And you then mean Hades? Yes, sorry. When Hades was going to the tower, I was into it. But I don't, just the whole part, like the vibe, I don't know. It just, I honestly, I lost interest. And I didn't read the ending for like four or five days. Because okay. um, I just like... You could see how it was ending. You're like, all right, yeah, like, I do like, I need to read this? You're oh, like, I'm done. This would be a stupid fight scene. And so actually, so there were a lot of like Hades and Persephone stories that came out. I don't know, like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about them on TikTok. And so I think Scarlett St. Clair. She wrote Touches, the, yeah. Yeah, she wrote the Touch of Darkness series. So that book is, that series is three books, I think, maybe four about the Hades and Persephone story. So I didn't realize that the Dark Olympus series was like standalones. Each book is its own story. And I was like, how the hell is this going to be, you know, continued into like two more books? When it was wrapping up pretty quickly. Yeah. And so I was just like, I, I was like, I don't think I can finish this. So it took me a while. And then one of you said that, I think when we were talking, prepping for the episode, that book two was totally different people. And I was like, oh, Okay, so this is going to end soon. And so that's how I picked it's up. It's light again. at the end of the tunnel for me. Yeah. I did. When I started this book immediately, like I knew they were going to be love interests, but I, I messaged my friends who had read it like previously and I was like, I'm predicting it. It's going to be X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be very like Night Court Rise vibes. Like when she gets to the city and they're like, why didn't you just read it? And I was like, I'm going to. I'm just giving you my predictions. Gosh. So, I mean, everything was so predictable, but it was a nice, enjoyable read to it go was through. Definitely. The smut was what made it me continue reading because it was so, I heard it was spicy, but I never trust book talk anymore. Right. So I was just expecting like, 
oh, maybe some tension. Oh, maybe this. I wasn't expecting them to go into detail or for it to be so many different scenes. Yeah, so. it was – I think, Hilda, you said you were getting your nails done. And you're like, ooh, I am blushing getting my yes, nails done reading it was. I was like, I just stopped. I was like – this is not the time or the place. Like my manicure is going to She's like, I'm going to need my finger back. I was like, yeah, I'm going to put this away and do something else. Bridget, I don't believe you. Oh, my God. You know, Bridget, I was in the massage chair. <laughs> Makes it even better. Getting my pedicure. Oh, my God. But I decided I like to stop. Red. <laughs> If you caught it, you caught it. If you didn't catch it, just move on with your life. Bridget, who like can't even say sex on the podcast, just came out with that. Talks about adult activities. Oh gosh. There was this one book talker. I don't even can't even remember like what her name was. I cannot find her like her account anymore but she always made references to like one hand reading and it took me like a couple of weeks <laughs> watching her show i was like oh oh i was like oh my god <laughs> oh, she'd always like have the hashtag too or like make references to, like songs and be like you know i'm just gonna go read one-handed read in my bedroom and i was like oh my god <laughs> god i was choking on water i'm sorry if you heard me like cough attack <laughs> Oh, yep, so that concludes the spicy story of Hades and Persephone. Any last thoughts on this book? I think we pretty much summed it up. It was a good, trashy read. Uh-huh. It really allows you to embrace your smutty roots. Yeah. Uh, but definitely not literature. No, I agree. Before we leave, we'll just let you know that we will be doing the second book in the Dark Olympus series, which is called Electric Idol. I think that's what I'm calling. Also, I'm not quite sure where these book titles are coming from. I appreciate that it's different than like a ruin of of gods and like a Guild court of, of yeah of gilded like crowns or whatever gilded bones and right. I appreciate that. I just I'm like I'm not seeing the connection to these titles. You know what? I think it goes back to it. Kind of just remind me of strip clubs. <laughs> Even the colors Electric of the book. Idol, yeah, although Electric I think Idol could be a good strip club name. Three. I feel like book three is totally different, though. What is book three Cover. actually called? I feel like I honestly, I just call them all neon gods. Yeah, neon gods dark one, neon gods two. It's kind of like what we do with Akatar, like Akatar book one, Akatar book two. Um, so we will be covering book two, um, Electric Idol, next, and then that, of course, is in preparation for book three's drop, which comes, I think, in like next next week or in two. Oh, June. In June, that one comes. June 7th. Yes. And did we get a title name on that bad boy yet? It is Wicked Beauty. Oh, okay. A sinfully sweet modern retelling of Achilles. I can't ever pronounce. Helen of Troy and Patroclus. 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 There you go. It always takes me a while to remember how to pronounce it. I think that's it. Again, I go back to my Disney. There's supposed to be four books in the series. Yeah. And then... Book four is going to be released February 7th, 2023, and it's called Radiant Sin, a darkly hot modern retelling of Apollo and Cassandra. Okay. Okay. I'm here for all that. I see that we're going away from the neon-y. We got neon and yeah. electric. That makes sense. And then we got wicked beauty. Yeah. The color the of the book. is totally different. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's a different 
cast of characters because like we are introduced to Helen in book two, but we'll we'll get into it. Are they going to be a throuple? Huh. Wait, who? Oh, maybe the three of them. Achilles, Patroclus, and Helen. Well, this book just got three times more interesting. <laughs> You guys, you guys Maybe don't go get your nails read. done while you're looking at this. <laughs> you guys still need to read American Queen, the American Queen series. I'm going to add Simone. it to the list. By Sierra Simone. Yep. That was good. Oh, really quickly, other announcements. By the time this goes live, I'm sure we will all have read it. But can we just talk about how super excited I am to get these additional chapters from the Twisted Sisters? <laughs> Do you know, I open that GoFundMe page at least once a day with the intentions of filling it out and then always hit the roadblock because I don't have a PayPal account or I haven't had one in a while. So our favorite authors, the authors of Zodiac Academy, are releasing um, charity chapters for – they're calling it the Foxy Tales the um, to raise money because they're in England and foxes are charming there um, to raise money for foxes, their local <laughs> They're fox the coyotes rescue fancy group. Basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> well, the way she described it on her live was like, oh, we just had some like wild foxes in our backyard. And, you know, they came and they captured them and then they had pups and they were uh, like, they had a whole rehab center in their yard. I guess they live on a big acreage. And so they've been really fond of this charity for like all of their lives. Now, that they're so successful with the books. They're like, might as well, you know, do what so you there's, need. Add uh, some bonus special chapters. chapters being released um, if you pay f- or donate to you give it any type of donation. Right. Which I need to do. Did you get yours yet? I think I they're sending my... them all out afterwards. Yeah. When does it end? It's not tonight, is it? I don't. The auction know. ended earlier today, but it's oh, possible. Oh, I was not in the auction money. But <laughs> was... I'm. I think you can $450 still for a book arc. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, again, we will take an arc. Anyone can send us an arc. We'll take it. If we'll Toby read it. We'll talk about it. If to the cardiologist this month, I might have considered She's it. like, I already hit my spending limit for May. Let's revisit this in June. Um, But yeah, so I'm not saying that it was me, but I did add Orion's POV in the pool scene to that list their poll of what chapters people were interested in. And that's one of the scenes that we're going to get. So you're welcome, everybody. Yes, there's two Darius chapters, two um, Orion Orion chapters, and then one from the other series, King of Quarantines. I think it's a Saint chapter, which I haven't read yet. So I haven't read either. You guys need to read that one too. I would like to. Um, But Hilda did the world a great service by putting that in their ears. to just So excited. So excited. So maybe – We'll read them. We'll see how good they are. Maybe we'll hop on for quick thoughts. Thirty minute chat. Thirty minutes. We yes say thirty no. minutes, and then we we just we're chatty Cathy's. We're not. Our, it would be a tangent series, if anything. A tangent series, yes. Be a bonus, which we tend to throw uh, anything, out here and there. Anything with Lance or Ryan is a bonus. You should see Hilda. She has like puppy dog eyes. Just she loves her Lance, don't we all? She does. Uh, all right, guys. So we are going to wrap up today's talk on Dark Olympus book one, the Neon Gods book by Katie Robert. And you can check out book two shortly. We're going to be recording that bad boy. And then you guys can catch up and get us all up to speed before book three drops in June. So that's it for tonight. 
tonight. Well, we're recording late. I don't know what time you're listening to this, dear listener, but (laughs) have a good day. (laughs) Happy listening. And uh, goodbye from us. Bye. Bye.